You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast with pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Alter Echo, this scripture and message podcast from St. John's Lutheran Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, where we are still shoveling out from about 17 and a half inches of snow over the last couple of days. I just learned that Lakeville has the distinction of being the place in the St. Minneapolis-St. Paul metro area that recorded the, the greatest snow totals. So we, um, we know that we have won <laughs> the Snowmageddon Fest in early January this year. So I'm coming to you from the warmth of my office, but I look outside and it's just beautiful out there with this fresh blanket of snow. Many of you are listening from the same place, so you know what I'm talking about, but if some of you are listening from places other than Minnesota, well, you can just imagine a snow globe in the last couple of days, snow coming down constantly, and uh, the beauty of all of that on trees and bushes and things like that. God's creation is absolutely beautiful this time of the year. This is the weekend of January 7th and 8th, 2023, so the first full weekend of this new year. So Happy New Year to all of you as I come to you on this weekend. This is the Sunday of the Baptism of Our Lord. You're going to hear a very famous and, and familiar story from the Gospel of Matthew. We'll be in chapter 3, and it will be verses 3 through 17. So if you want to go grab your Bible, pause this podcast real quick and find it. And open up to the Gospel of Matthew, the very first book of the New Testament. Go to chapter 3. And we will read verses 13 through 17 under the heading, The Baptism of Jesus. Here's how Matthew writes it. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Dear friends, this is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, everyone, as I set my Bible aside and we get ready to meditate on this scripture passage, will you join me in a short word of prayer? Let us pray. Dear Jesus, you were baptized so we could hold something so deep and holy in common with you. In God, you are beloved. In God, we are beloved also. In humility, we pray to you today in great thanksgiving and in absolutely exuberant joy over this promise. Amen. Well, everyone, I'm going to start and end with this today. Jesus' baptism, okay? 
is meant to make you and me think about our own baptisms. We do not do this often enough. Jesus did not need to be baptized. He is the Son of God, and as all Christians believe, fully God. He is God as a human who comes to us. When Jesus says, I am doing this to fulfill all righteousness, he is using that relational term, righteousness. It means he is fully aligning with God, fully in alignment with God's will and heart and mind. He is saying, this is what our baptism is meant to do for us also, to fully align and realign us with God's will and heart and mind. And then, at the end of this short and beautiful story that begins Jesus' adult ministry in the Gospel of Matthew, God declares in Jesus' baptism, this is my beloved, with whom I am well pleased. So, are you with me here? Jesus' baptism is meant to make us think about our own baptisms. And this means we are meant to hear God say very directly to each one of us. As we are brought close to God and God's will and heart and mind in our baptisms and every day thereafter, you are my beloved also. And with you, I am well pleased also. Bookending every part and experience and day of our lives should be our recalling God saying to us as God's baptized children, you are my beloved. And with you, I am well pleased. At the end of our worship on Sunday, we will sing a most beautiful baptismal hymn that you've probably sung before too, Thy Holy Wings, O Savior. The first verse goes like this. Thy holy wings, O Savior, spread gently over me and let me rest securely through good and ill in thee. Oh, be my strength and portion, my rock and hiding place, and let my every moment be lived within thy grace. Well, this is our grateful prayer as we remember our baptisms that we hold in common with our Savior Jesus himself. This hymn is meant to solidify in you the grace, the love of God, in which you live every moment, no matter what that moment is. This hymn is meant to say to you on your way out the door and into a new week of life, you are my beloved, and with you I am well pleased. Hmm? So, let me share three vignettes with you today that hopefully speak to your life as a baptized child of God who now senses more deeply 
the common bond of belovedness you share with Jesus, your Savior himself, and the wings of grace under which God says you live every moment of your life, no matter what that moment is. First, across the street from the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial in Atlanta, there is a profound bronze statue. It is of a black man with his face lifted to the heavens, holding his brand new baby child high above his head in the air toward God. The statue is called Behold, and it celebrates the ancient African ritual of a parent lifting a newborn toward God and crying out, Behold, the only thing greater than myself. Hmm. When I saw this, I wondered what it is that is so much greater than us about a helpless, dependent little newborn in the arms of its parent. Isn't what is greater just that, just that, that the helpless little newborn needs to be in the loving, strong, protective, and grace-filled arms of a mother or father and also within the holy wings of a Savior? What's greater is our faith that in our most helpless state, our Savior does protect us and is ours, and we are his. This is what we do in baptism. We hold our newborns. We don't wait until they are 12 years old or whenever uh, they can make the decision for themselves. No, we get them into the presence and the grace of our loving God right away so they can hear and feel through us as parents and a congregation, you are God's beloved and our beloved. With you, God is well pleased and so are we. No matter how your life unfolds, you are in God's love and in ours also ever after today. Well, that is, this is what is greater than us, our faith, our confidence that we live every moment together under God's holy, protective, loving wings as God promises. Second vignette. When my middle child, Anya, was about three or so, she got herself into a little three- or four-year-old trouble <laughs> one day. Always trying to be a good, smart, intentional parent, I, I sat her down on the steps so I could be eye-level with her with an age-appropriate amount of seriousness. And I said, Anya, why did you do that? She looked at me just earnestly and said, because I did. <laughs> I said, but Anya, why did you do that? Again, she replied, because I did. By now, I'm getting a little unnerved. One more time, I said, Anya, why did you do that? But Daddy, she said through some emerging tears, that's the way God made me. <laughs> oh, boy. She pulled the God card on me. All I could do was pull her into a big hug and eventually say, Anya, you can't do that anymore. I love you, though. 
This is baptismal life. This is being aligned with the will and heart and mind of God. This is love before, after, and over above everything else. This is Martin Luther's law. Anya, why did you do that? But then the forgiving and renewing gospel next. Let's try again differently, and I love you more than anything. Remember, you are God's beloved, with whom God is well pleased. And so are the other people in your life, no matter who they are, and no matter what each particular moment brings for them and for you. Baptismal life always calls us to be realigned with God's heart, with God's sacrificial and overarching grace toward us and toward all. Final story. I've told this before, but it's so good and helpful to our thinking and our knowledge. Helen Dranksdvite, who died last year in her mid-90s, told about how she was standing next to our baptismal font here at St. John's and telling her grandson about the huge, this thing is huge if you haven't seen it, this huge metal sculpture that hangs above the font. She said to her grandson, those lower prickly pieces of metal facing down toward us are the crown of thorns that Jesus wore on the cross when he died for our sins. And the big gold metal spikes that go upward are the crown of glory he wore when he rose from the dead and showed us he is victorious over sin and death. Her grandson, just in awe, looking up at all of this, then said, wow, Jesus must have been a really big guy. (laughs) He was really big with so much love for all of us that he would give his life for us. Really big, fully aligned with what God wants for this world of people who struggle with so much and truly need and depend on God's help, but also who can get so much right and can realize who we ultimately are as we hold God's belovedness of us, even in common with Christ, with God who comes right to us as we navigate this life and journey through it, and who hold that belovedness in common with each other as well. Remember how we started today? Jesus' baptism is meant to make you and me think about our own baptism. His baptism is meant to make us realize that we share the deepest identity we have, child of God, with Jesus himself, with God. His baptism is meant to tell us that no matter each moment of our lives and what it brings, especially if it is the most challenging, hard, painful, hopeless-seeming moment, when we can't imagine that there could even be a God who is good. Every moment of our lives is lived under the wing of God, who lets us rest securely with him through good 
and ill and in God's grace toward us in all of it. This is the way God made us. And you, child of God, (laughs) in your birth and baptism, are beloved, with whom God is well pleased over everything else. Dip your finger, if you are in church this weekend, or if you are somewhere else in a church of your own, dip your finger in the baptismal water as you leave next time you're here or somewhere else, and make the sign of the cross on your forehead to remember your baptism again, to remember your alignment with Jesus himself and with the saving, loving, renewing grace of God for your every moment. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.